Karen Levine, you, uh, well, several things. You, uh, you're a real champion for property rights. And uh, the idea that everyday people can own their own property, they can own their own home, uh, there's a lot of great things about it. it. It helps them create wealth. There's the ownership. I mean, and it's something that's pretty unique about the American idea. And that's why we've had this vibrant middle class. Uh, so that's really important to you. And because of that, I know that you, you, you not only, I mean, you work a lot of hours, but you volunteer a lot of time across the spectrum. You're on the National Association of Realtors Board. Uh, and uh, and one other thing, you're on the uh, the uh, are very involved with GER, which is the Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, which is another thing. Yes, we saw each other yesterday. I just have to tell you, you showed up. We a bunch of us girls got together, and one of my neighbors actually just adopted a dog from there. And I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. But you had been over there helping brush dog's teeth or something? Is that what was going on? Well, it's called Dental Day, and we um, offer an opportunity for volunteers um, at a low cost to bring in their dogs for non-anesthetic dental cleaning. And so I just help with the day as far as checking people in, collecting their money, um, making them feel comfortable if they're going to hang out while their dog is being treated. It's about a 45-minute process. Unless you were Tanner, the yellow lab yesterday, who took two and a half hours. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, his plaque needed um, a, um, what did we say, a, um, oh, dang, Karen, the um, jackhammer. He needed oh, a jackhammer. Okay. But not really. We didn't have that. But, but he just needed a thorough teeth cleaning. He did. Cleaning. He yeah. did. And um, his teeth were healthy once we got, got, got through that. So <laughs> I know that that's, I mean, that's something really near and dear to your heart. But uh, you, you volunteer uh, across the spectrum. Tell us what's going on in the Denver Metro market. I guess the numbers yeah. just came out. We, um, yeah, the, I think it hit the press yesterday. And um, the Colorado Association of Realtors um, has a research committee and a group of spokespeople of which, um, I am part of that cadre. And, um, the numbers I have found fascinating in the fact I've been watching this one particular number and it's the under contract number. How many properties, um, single family homes, townhomes and condos, um, are under contract because that's the first step to getting to the closing table to, um, have a seller be successful in selling a property. And, um, a new homeowner becoming that homeowner of that property. So um, I've been watching that for the last probably 90 days. And that number continues month in and month out to go up. And so if we look at July's numbers in 2018, comparing it to um, 2019, the under contract number is up almost 12%. Okay, that sounds good. It's very good. That means activity is very strong. We've also seen um, an increase in new listings, New listings have been up in the metro area um, a little over 6%, so we've got a little more inventory. Um, It's not quite as tight of a market, so buyers have a little more option. But what I found fascinating after watching these numbers over the last 90 days is you would suspect the sold numbers would also be increasing. Mm -hmm. And solds are increasing. They're up a little over 5% metro-wide, but that's not 12%. Right. And it's been lagging. So I'm kind of curious and I keep asking the question, when are we going to see the sold number catch up to the under contract or at least look like it's more balanced? But I think what's occurring in our marketplace, and this is why I really encourage your listeners, if they're in the market for real estate, buying or selling, that they seek a realtor. And the difference between a licensee and a realtor is the realtor um, adheres to a code of ethics 
We also are very active in protecting their private property rights, both on a local level, a state level, and a national level. And so there is a difference out there. So make sure when you are looking to do a real estate transaction that you ask if your agent is a realtor. But um, in saying that, what I think is occurring is um, sellers are having to be a little bit more accepting of contingencies in these offers. And the typical contingency would be the sale of another property. Mm -hmm. And so you're a condominium owner. You're ready to buy um, a single-family home. You don't have your condo on the market yet. The seller may now be more receptive to saying, you know what, we'll give you some time to sell your condo. But what if that condo doesn't sell in that period of time? Then that property is coming back on the market for the seller. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why we're seeing this. Um, bit of lag. The good thing is, is for a buyer, there's a little more opportunity, a little more flexibility. But buyers understand, don't get too greedy because good houses are selling at top dollar prices and, and they're still getting multiple offers. But there are some opportunities. Maybe it's not that shining star amongst your choices. Maybe it's a little tarnished, but you can buy it a little bit better and put some sweat equity into that property and be able to start building your wealth. So in that case, there there might be a real opportunity for somebody that may want to be moving up into the housing market. Mm-hmm. What about that first-time buyer out there right now? Is there a pretty good opportunity for them? Um, it continues to be challenging, and that's because if you look at our average sales price continues to go up metro-wide. Um, the current average sales price in the metropolitan area is $483,000, mm-hmm. and um, the single-family... Um, Average is probably in the fives. It is five twenty-five four, and then condos, which is typically condo townhomes, would be where many first-time homebuyers are going to start. We're seeing a medium price at about three twelve, and that's up about four percent. But it's up a little bit less. We're still seeing appreciation month to month, but that amount of appreciation is slowing down a bit because inventory is increasing. Okay, so. It's, there's, there's some positives, a little bit of balancing taking place in the marketplace. And I would also say still a great time to buy because interest rates dropped a little bit since even though when we dropped the um, Fed rate, uh-huh. it doesn't necessarily directly affect mortgage rates, but we did see um, rates drop a little bit and we're looking at rates under four. So that's pretty So that would awesome. be a really good time. Yeah, more what, affordability. And, more. and what about somebody say that, uh, and, you know, I know people, some people are moving out of state because uh, they might want to be, you know, getting closer to family or something like that. Is that something that might be important to consider at this time? Um, moving out of state, a lot of people are, well, not a lot of people, but a lot of people are considering that as as something they're looking like our um, older population is looking to move down and moving down in the metropolitan area. I tell people you'll get a smaller house for the same, same or more money. money. <laughs> it's a little more difficult, especially when you're trying to get to one level living. Uh-huh. Um, but as some people start to move out and maybe less people are moving in, that's going to create our inventory to go up and more opportunity for buyers. Okay. Okay, great. Well, Karen Levine, thank you. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, I love the way that you really take a look at these numbers and dissect them. And uh, really appreciate your partnership as well. And it's great to have you in studio.